Hey Rocketeers, this is Charlie Rocket and you're tuned into the Blurred View. Alright, what's up for everybody? It's your boy Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and I am here with another Blurred View session. This is Charlie Rocket. How are you doing, sweetheart? I am good. How are you doing? I am okay for a Tuesday. <laughs> yes, I feel that. I feel it. <laughs> it's finals week, but I'm, I'm trying to grind it out. It's, it's painful. <laughs> I, it's I am happy that's over for me. <laughs> jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. All right, so cosplayer. We're going to get into a lot of topics that a lot of people want to hear about, uh, but let's start first with what exactly got you into being a nerd in general? What was what was that one thing that you just knew? You just knew you were you were in it to win it for life. What was that? I, I um I basically was born a nerd. <laughs> but this is because my parents are both nerds. Oh, okay. So I was just raised in nerd culture. Um, it's almost weird when people aren't nerds around us. My parents are huge Trekkies. My mom grew up on comic books. Like my dad did also, but my mom was more of the comic book fan. Like she's been a, a Black Widow fan way before the movies, like when she was little. Um, so she's big on Black Widow. But um, I was just raised in it just, and they also, when they were in college and they met, they used to watch Speed Racer. So oh, it's wow. anime, it's sci-fi, it's, it's everything, comic books. So I kind of just grew up on that. Um, and I'm the oldest of three sisters and our middle sister is the only one who's not a big nerd. Wow. <laughs> so it's almost like she's like the Maryland to our monsters. Like she <laughs> is the like weird one. That was us. that was probably the most throwback reference I've heard in a long yes. time. <laughs> we wow. also like old TV. <laughs> So yeah, I was kind of just born that way. Everybody says that. Everybody's like, oh, my parents are such big nerds. My mom was like heavy eye roll when Ninja Turtles came out. She was a jock. <laughs> and you know, she was like born in the 70s. And you know, she was in high school in the 80s. And like, she was a jock. And she was like, she had the biggest eye roll. When I was like, take me to Ninja Turtles. She's like, oh my God. And then Batman came out. She's like, oh my God. And then like, she bought me, she'd buy me the toys. And you know, she just like, you know, I'd be like, mom, look. Da -da -da -da. And she like, she could care less. Like she knew what a comic book was, but she wasn't going to read it. Yeah. And it's funny oh because- and it makes it's me. So weird. I never hear that from other people that their parents were also nerds. I always hear people like, "My parents don't support my cosplay." <laughs> like, things like that. But you know what's crazy? Like my mom, I don't even know if maybe she was like closet nerd or something, and she just didn't. Right. I don't know because right now, because now she's a huge comic book fan, and I'm at <laughs> at 48, and I'm like, really? Like where was this when I was growing up trying to live my life, and you were calling me a nerd and stop being so so prissy and why are you always playing with toys? And I was like, come on! Like and then now all of a sudden she's like, well, I want to go to Mama Con and I'm gonna cosplay as Wonder Woman, and then she's like, which iteration? of Wonder Woman. And I was like, how do you even know the different iterations? Like, I'm so mad. Like, you know what I mean? I used to try and talk to her about this stuff and she'd be like, don't you have something else better to do? Like, in there are other better books. You know, and now she's like, oh, I want to be New 52 Wonder Woman with the pants. And I'm like, how do you even know that? 
Yeah, and I'm like, how do you know that? You hated comic books. Like, nerd is in. Nerd is in. Like, I guess even for you know, even for somebody as old as my mom, you know, it's just it's like it's it's frustrating because now it's like now you want to be a part. It's too late for us to bond. It's too late. Frustrating, but that was the goal, I guess. We fought for this, you know. Yeah, and we and we, we were bullied in school for this, so that <laughs> they would come and everyone would understand and would be into nerd culture. So, so how do you feel about how do you feel about nerd culture being pop culture now? You know, like how do you feel about you know like people because you know we like you said we we're bullied and we fought hard to be who we were and it took a, it took years of low self esteem and, okay. and finding okay. and finding our peer group you know what I'm saying for us to be socially accepted somewhere and now all of a sudden it's a widespread thing that everybody wants to be in you know nerdy you know like I remember when glasses right. people started wearing glasses because without the frames oh, to look funny. nerdy <laughs> oh, that was you oh that was you oh no oh no. Oh no! You already—you didn't have to even go that far. You're already a nerd, though. I—I I know, but I love—I love glasses so much. I used to want glasses so badly, but like, but you know what? It's bittersweet um, because I remember I used to wear Chucks before they were cool again, and I used to, you know, I wore the nerd glasses before they were actually cool. So I genuinely just like glasses. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I always tell people, I'm like that movie, man, I don't even know what that movie is called. The girl with the ponytail and the glasses, and everyone's like, oh, look at that lame girl. And then suddenly she's like prom queen because she took <laughs> her glasses off or something. Except for my glasses never came off. I just like, <laughs> stayed that forever. <laughs> and, um, and so now that it's like the cool thing to do, I like it because I feel like we have a bigger community and we can be ourselves more and in more places than just a convention setting or something like that. But at the same time, it really irks me. Everyone's like, I love Harley Quinn. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's oh like my God. Suicide Squad movie, Harley Quinn. And they're <laughs> like, this is it. And I'm like, Oh, remember in the 90s when she, like, came out? Yeah, when she didn't exist. That was my girl. (laughs) (laughs) Now nobody's wearing that at all. And I'm just like, ooh, you guys, there's more to it. Um, But, you know, I enjoy having more people to talk to about all the things that I love. And I love dragging people along with me into cosplay and into just nerd culture in general. So with the Harley Quinn thing, do you feel like there's a, because you're a cosplayer, so do you feel like there's a cosplay meta? Like I know in card games, like they play what like the best decks are and like video games, the same, like the best loadouts. Do you feel like there's a cosplay meta where people cosplay, Harley Quinn was a thing and then uh, Wonder Woman from the movie, like is, is there a meta to it? Um... You know what? I don't, there, at this point, there are so many different versions of characters like Harley Quinn that for cosplay, you kind of just make them your own. Mm. I know for Wonder Woman, I designed my own Wonder Woman costume, and it's the only Wonder Woman that I've worn. Um, and it was a showgirl Wonder Woman. Mm. And I designed it because I was thinking about going to Vegas to a con. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, why not a showgirl? And then I did not go there. But... <laughs> I definitely wore the costume and people know it's Wonder Woman, you know, they still know who the character is. You use like 
the basic elements of the character and you're them, you know? And I think that's why there's so many Harley Quinns, so many Wonder Woman, so many uh, Supergirls and Deadpools. Yeah, so, many Deadpools. so always a Deadpool, always a Deadpool. <laughs> All the Deadpools. <laughs> but, um, but you still know who they are, so I'm... I'm getting used to it. I'm letting go of my um, bitterness. And <laughs> I don't like change, <laughs> but I'm letting go and I'm embracing change and just people expressing their individuality through cosplay. Do you feel like, do you feel like there should be um, knowledge of the character going into the costume? Like I know a lot of people, This so, I was at ArticCon this past weekend, as you know, as the viewers know, and you know, every con there's there's one person who just does the character justice. So it was the nurse, and I can't remember the name, but it was from Silent Hill. I'm pretty sure you know the cosplay. Yeah. The nurse and the dude came the big whatever that is that he kills you with before you can get close. Yeah. yeah. So like, do you feel like there should be like knowledge and like? role playing to a point certain point or is it just like i'm gonna dress up and and just go i do prefer it when people are in character like i i live for that i love it because whenever i put on a costume i feel like i'm that character mm -hmm. and i normally choose characters who i really love from my childhood or something like that um but really when choosing a costume I go off of what inspires me, mm. and sometimes that's not the actual character themselves or their personality. And an example of that is I don't play a lot of PC games. I'm a console gamer. Woo woo! Uh, PlayStation. Oh. But, <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. That's precious. No. I have both. I have both Xbox and PlayStation, and I started with PlayStation, so. Yeah, see, there it is. <laughs> but, um, but there are some PC games like League of Legends, and yeah. I see the character designs, and I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta cosplay that. I'm inspired. Like, Nidalee from League of Legends is gorgeous, and I just feel like I could, I still haven't cosplayed her fully yet. But, Characters like that, I just love their costume design, and I'm inspired by the artwork, the art style, and the costume itself. So I don't have a lot of knowledge of Nidalee, but a lot of times I will go look it up. Mm -hmm. I'll see there, and I still want to act that way. Um, but some characters are just opposite of who you are. Like, I cosplayed Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was running around a convention as Skeletor, and people would be like, Skeletor! And I was like, hey! <laughs> what is that? Right, and then I'll be like, I mean, uh, fools. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, fool, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you a fool. Like, that was just ridiculous. But I do love when people are in character. People who cosplay the Joker and are super in character, I yeah. love it. Um, a lot of people who cosplay Deadpool actually don't talk, which is weird to me. Because that's his whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too, yeah. Right. So the ones who do talk get like extra points, even though they're just doing like what Deadpool does. <laughs> so I don't know. Like there's no real rules for cosplay, but I do prefer it when people are in character. Have a little bit of knowledge of the character just to like 
you know, yeah. kind of get into it, show the actual appreciation for the character. I'm not going to run up to you and quiz you. Like, <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> what issue did he wear that outfit in? Like, like whoa, hold on. Episode 201, <laughs> what happened when, I'm like, hold on. The trolls, the <laughs> trolls. two kids, I can't remember, okay? Like, <laughs> So do you feel like so so they, I mean because um, I was talking to I was talking to Kitty Kaboom she also said the same thing I was talking to um, uh, Catherine McCadden who she cosplays and she's an artist and she, you know they were both saying the same thing like you know you you want to embody the character you want to embrace the character to a certain degree do you feel like at, do you feel like with that being said that there's a artistic standpoint to cosplaying like it's not just you know putting on the costume it's you know it's that theatricalness of becoming the character and then it's like the artisticness of being able to take your own creative spin on the costume itself and the character itself do you feel yes, like yes definitely um actually when i started cosplaying i was really a stickler like i wanted everything to be perfect exactly like the character like I didn't want to stray away from the costume design or anything like that. Um, and even then there was an art to it there, especially when you're starting out and, and you're not going to pay for this, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. You're trying to cosplay on that budget. I'm huge on cosplaying on a budget. So that's an art within itself. <laughs> going to the dollar store or to the goodwill and then looking and seeing what can i make out of nothing yeah that is art within itself um but now that i've been doing this for a while um i'm changing designs up a little bit so that you know it's the character it has the essence of the character uh -huh. but it has a little bit of me there it's a charlie rocket type thing you know um and that's an art we do all of these crafts to make props and to sew our garments like i am not good with props at all i hardly ever do them when i do i normally commission them from somebody else that is some hard yeah <laughs> no I... work. my shuri gauntlets have like every little square is cut out and placed and i'm just like how so there's a huge art in that and then like you said with the acting um you're running around being the character like i had friends cosplay harley quinn again um and practice the voice practice the accent i'm like i can't do accents for anything but, <laughs> but harley's is so important like it's so important to me. it's part of her and character does, right yeah exactly. it's part of who she is when somebody brings that to the character it just makes you feel some type of way like you just get that nostalgic feeling and it's just everything it adds like one more thing to that costume to make it perfect so do you feel like do you feel like cosplayers have like a brand so like would you say that if you cosplayed people knew it was charlie rocket just like people could say that's yaya han or that's cutie pie sensei hashtag bay that's <laughs> Patrona cosplay. Love her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you feel like, do you feel like, do you feel like cosplayers have that brand? Or, and do you feel like cosplayers should work toward having that, you know, that kind of a brand where people know, like, hey, that's, you know what I mean? That, that kind of identity. Yeah, I think people really should. I think a lot of times my costumes look, I look so different in each costume that I try to make sure something about it is very me. I 
I kind of tell everybody I'm like the bodysuit queen because that's like all I can make. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, it's just all cat suits. Everything's a cat suit. It's fine. That's what I cosplay. Um, <laughs> but um, Charlie Rocket is a brand for me. Uh, I am kind of like the nice cosplayer, mm-hmm. the bubbly cosplayer. Like, and most of my friends are like, Sorry, most of my fans are like small children. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were for a while at least. So whenever people come to my booth, they're like, I saw you at this con. And it was, it's probably my first con where I felt like garbage or something. (laughs) And I, I'm a fellow nerd. So I just also feel like I'm a fan of them. Mm. (laughs) So when people come to my booth, they just talk to me like they know me because I'm just going to talk right back to you. Like we're all friends. And I don't feel like I'm anybody different. (laughs) And that's kind of what my brand is. I kind of want to bring the cosplay community together Mm. instead of being like, I'm a big cosplayer and you are a new cosplayer. (laughs) I like to help other people get into the cosplay world because I want more people to do it. I want it to become the norm, you know? Um, So, that's why I started my cosplay page. I, I was just starting and I didn't know where to find any of the information. So I just asked bigger cosplayers and they actually answer you. And it felt so weird to me. Like, Oh my gosh, Abby Darkstar is talking to me. And Oh my gosh, Jessica Negri told me what face paint to wear, you know, like cosplay. Like that's really strange to me, but the community is so welcoming and I want people to know that and to feel comfortable asking people. So um, my description on my Facebook page when I started was just like, I'm starting, I'm going to help you start. So if you have any questions and you're too afraid to ask somebody else, ask me and I'll ask somebody if I don't know the answer. That's dope. That's dope. (laughs) So that is my brand. I am bringing cosplay to the masses. That's what I'm about. Do you feel like there are cosplayers who act too big for other cosplayers? Like they're just like they have so many follows and so many likes and print and and sell so many prints that they just they act superstar status. Is that a thing? I it is a thing. Uh, oh, the shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. I got the cup. I'm ready. I'm ready. community is full of drama it's so crazy because it's just a community of nerds who dress up as superheroes (laughs) and yet it's full of drama like you can't wear this and you shouldn't wear this you know it was that costume first and i i just i don't get it and normally the people who get too big for their britches i guess uh are the people who aren't that big It's, uh, what's his, oh man, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Um, I, I want to say his name was Night, Night Mage. He said the same thing. He, he, he yeah. made this like huge post. Matter of fact, I think you commented on it. He made this huge post about drama and cosplay. And like, that's when yeah. I actually first started the Blurred View and I started liking you guys, you know, trying to, you know, like beg for interviews. And, <laughs> and, um, I, he, I saw that on his thing and I saw you guys going back and forth about it. And I was like, how do we, hold on, wait. I was like, hold on, pause. How did we go from getting bullied and sticking together yes. to having drama amongst each other about costumes and other things? I was like, how do we how do we have beef with each other when all we have is each other? 
when Disney stops making these movies, we're going to be lame again. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, and I need to get him on here because I wanted to really talk about that. But I was like, I don't, you know, like, I know there's a lot of, like, like Jessica Negri. Like, when I was in the Army, um, it was a bunch, you know, I was in a unit full of guys. There was, like, maybe two or three girls in my entire little company. But Jessica Negri, actually, we had a poster of her on the wall. And it was one of her Christmas prints. I'm not going to say any more than that, <laughs> but it was one of, I know what you're talking about. yeah, and so like, you know, like Jessica Negri, like, yeah, like these are big names, but I just don't, I, you know, because at the end of the day, very few cosplayers, I know Yaya Han, I know Jessica Negri is almost a household nerd name, it was, she is, she's a household nerd name, Yaya Han, I know has her own. Yeah, ha- Yaya Han has her own uh, fabric line at Joann's, and I seen that, and I was like, wow, the come up is legit over here, but yeah. <clears throat> but you know, not not a lot of nerds transcend, you know, a lot of other places. So you know, the, yeah. the drama is the drama that is it that bad on a, is it that bad on a regular basis? Like, is it Real Housewives it's, or is it like yeah. Playground? It's real. It's Real Housewives level. It's real Housewives. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It feels like it's high school. Like it feels like high school a lot. Like I'm like, man, I really don't want to go back to high school because it was not a great experience. <laughs> I don't want to go back. But it feels like that. Like when I first started cosplaying, I really thought it was just North Carolina had like a dramatic, like really extra cosplay community where uh-huh. some people were just divas. Um, but then I would talk to people from other places and they'd be like, no, ours is the worst, blah, blah. like, and then I was like, is, is cosplay just making people crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's not a majority of cosplayers. Yeah. Though. Like that really makes the community sound really bad. It's not a majority of cosplayers. It'll be like a few girls here and there who might get a voice or something like that. Mm. And then suddenly it feels like it's everyone. Um, and it's like high school in that um, somebody who's more popular will say something and everyone else will jump on the bandwagon. It doesn't matter if it's hateful. It doesn't matter if it's about somebody specific and that's going to like mess them up. They don't care. They just want to jump on the wagon so that they can somehow get up that ladder to be like Jessica Negri and Yaya Han when none of them are at that level. It, it can't and, be that um, bad. It's it's a little bit rough. It's a little bit rough out here. And it's and a lot of it, sadly enough, is just like women against women, which which a lot of times is what it is. We feel like there's some kind of competition that we're in, who's prettier, who does it better, uh-huh. who's doing this. And then you get mad that like that person's over there being pretty, but I'm pretty. Like you have to <laughs> Nah, hold on, pause, pause, pause. I'm not gonna lie. I got beef with Smoke 007 because that's a big motherfucker. And no nerd should be that big. Like, I'm a decent size, but I'm like 5'8", and he's just like God. And I'm like, why are you... Like, I literally hit him up every so often and ask him, why are you so big? That's all I tell him. Just like, why are you... Like, I don't ask for an interview. I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't say nice cosplay. I just... On Blurred View, never the personal account. I don't want him to find me, but on Blurred View, I hit him up, why the fuck are you so big? And he'll respond and be like, it's what I eat. No, fuck that. Why are you so big? <laughs> like, I just trolled the shot of him. So, it's males, too. Well, I feel like that's with love, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't hate the hell no. He's too big to hate. That's not, that's not 
like that's with love. But these girls will just like go to other girls and be like, that girl did this to talk about you. Wow. <laughs> that's catty though. It, real, it's real housewives of <laughs> Like that's. Like I even said, we should have a reality show. It should just be real housewives of cosplay. Just a bunch of nonsense. Just a bunch of women dressed up as superheroes beefing with each other. And you know, Kitty Kaboom kind of yeah. spoke on that too in her interview. But I mean, like she like barely touched on it and like kind of skimmed past it. You know, but it's like I don't. That's crazy because it's like I mean, like do you guys like walk into the same con and see that y'all have the same superhero outfit on and are like, what are you doing? Like you know, like is it? I gotta tell you, I get excited when I see other people in the same costume as I have on. I think it's awesome. I'm like, yes, we both like the same stuff. Like, <laughs> that's what it's about. And like, if you're wearing like a popular character, then yeah, of course, you know? Yeah. But, but it'll be like, I was planning to make this character for years and now she's made it before me. I can't believe it. What? And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? And like this is a little bit. Where's my tea? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got. It. Let me get the. Oh, oh. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna whisper this. I'm gonna whisper it. <laughs> but I didn't have any of those problems at Blurred Con. Wow. I'm just gonna. Say Whoa. Oh. I didn't, oh. I did. Oh. That could be like a. Oh. Oh. Transition from North Carolina to DC. That could be a number of things. Oh. But. Oh. Uh. I was. <laughs> mm. shade for today. Are we colonizing cosplay? Is that what's is that what oh oh no oh you know what I think what it is is that um the people who stay out of the drama and don't want to deal with it are the ones that end up doing better. Yeah. So like like you just said cutie pie sensei, I freaking love her. I hashtag her bae. and yeah. Yes. I have to we hashtag that every time. Together. <laughs> She's amazing. I am in love with her. <laughs> We're getting married tomorrow. Right? <laughs> but, um, but we had this long conversation, and she's like, I just I just don't talk to him. <laughs> I just don't, like... Yeah, just out of it that just blows my mind like i don't get it because like i mean let's be real let's be let's be real let's be honest let's be honest with ourselves let's be honest with the community um 10 years ago none of us were getting play we we're all ugly yeah. we we're all we we're all we we're all ugly prepubescent weird looking people who walk around with comic books and were arguing whether or not goku could beat superman whether or not batman could beat superman whether or not captain america could take on who like and that was our thing and then like the nerd girls all wanted to draw and they you know they went from goth to punk because they couldn't figure out where they sat in this medium and all the guys had the novelty tees and were like yeah you know captain america Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon like that was our lives like you know and so like we go from that to all of a sudden it's cool to dress as you know wonder woman you know, and, you know, we develop ourselves and our personality because we accept that, hey, this is who I am and this is as good as it's going to get, guys. Date it or leave it. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like we have drama now. Like, I don't get it. Now, there's a couple there's there's a lot of cosplayers out there. I'll be like that'll say on their post. I used to be so insecure and so self-conscious and like I didn't I felt like I would just be alone for the rest of my life reading comic books and watching anime. And there's a couple like black girls anime said that. And I didn't believe her. Jessica Negri said that. You're lying. 
<laughs> um, Nicole Arbor said that. You're lying. <laughs> I just started clacking people like, you're lying to me. Like, I don't believe you. Angels and Demons cosplay was like, oh, I'm just so, like, you know, and I'm like, you're lying. You were never ugly. You never saw the struggle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't possibly know what it meant. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but it's like, you can't go from, you can't go from that to knowing, you know, where you came from, you know, to being that kind of petty toward your own people, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, the, I think the biggest beef I remember in our community was uh, the anime guys versus the comic book guys. What if Yu-Gi-Oh was, which card game was better out of the three and which console was more powerful until PCs <laughs> came through. <laughs> you know, like I remember those were the beefs. Like I didn't think it was yeah. that serious. I mean, like again, you know, Smoke 007, fuck him and all his bigness. But you know, like, <laughs> but no, nah, like, but I mean, it's just you know, I I didn't think it was that bad. I really didn't. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's it's pretty rough. And you know what? I you were talking about in the last ten years, like none of us were doing this. But really, like, I started four and a half years ago. And when I started, there weren't any POC cosplayers, really. There no. were only a few in my area. Like, maybe there might have been, like, three of us at a con. And it would be, like, an amazement in North Carolina is huge. Like, mm. and it would be, like, three people of color. Like, and that's it, <laughs> including myself. And I'm, like, super light bright. So, <laughs> so it difficult to feel like you fit in yeah. so like i get that i i get when people say they're super insecure especially when we're talking diversity um because until very very recently maybe like the last two years um the black nerd community was an undercover community oh like, man Badly. It was all a secret. You thought you were alone. <laughs> you thought you were the only one. Badly. I, I, I have so many panels on diversity, and every time I tell people, I went to an HBCU, I went to North Carolina Central University, Eagles, all right? And <laughs> while I was there, um, I felt like I was the only nerd there. Mm. And the way you have to find other nerds, this is the nerd test, you got to wear a graphic tee. Yeah. That's what you got to do. So I had a Death Note t-shirt on, because that's my favorite anime. And somebody taps me on the shoulder at a light. <laughs> like, <laughs> at a light about to cross the street to go to class. Taps me on the shoulder and whispers to me, like, I like your Death Note shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a secret. And I was like, oh, oh my god, thanks. And he says, if you like anime, you should come to this room at this time. <laughs> Like you gotta do all this like a code, a password, so they know you're legit. Like, and I showed up, and it was a whole room of nerds with their little easy map, <laughs> watching Spirited Away, like in a <laughs> piled in a dorm room. And that's what like the black nerd community was. Like there was no blurs back then. That no. wasn't a word. It wasn't a thing. I thought I was the only person, but that's how you found them. You just had to like wear a graphic tee and maybe somebody will talk to you. <laughs> and then you find them that way. But now we're like on the come up. And I think that's why we don't have a lot of drama mm -hmm. in the blurred community is because we're so grateful to have it. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, 
Yo, we're good. I'm good. Everybody cosplay. Cos wear my costume. Take everything. Like, we're just so excited to finally be ourselves without it having to be undercover, without us having to, like, explain it to people. Like you said, you had to, like, explain to your mom, like, well, I like it because of this. And it's not something we have to explain anymore. We're just now accepted in the community. So why do you and think... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why no, do you, go ahead. Why do you think that we were so undercover? Like, I remember back in the day... Well, and this is the, the catch-22. So I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. I was born in L.A., and I moved to Atlanta. And I grew up in Atlanta my whole life. And so when I moved to Atlanta, you know, being a nerd in the black community back in the day, and you might be able to agree with me on this, it was kind of isolating because for me especially when i grew up in atlanta i moved to decatur georgia and that's the hood you know what i'm saying it's there's only like three places in atlanta to get more hood than that and you know right. they told me you talk funny and i'm like what like you know why you talk so white why are you so smart why you want to yes. be like them you know and i was like it's not being white being smart i just want to make it <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking English. Like, nah, man, you talk, you talk funny, man. You talk funny, man. You trying to talk white? Why you clothes fit? What do you mean? <laughs> like, so like, it was kind of ostracizing because you know, like, I felt like you know, growing up in the South, you know, there were there were there were non people of color that treated me like shit, you know, and then there were black, there were colored people that treat me like shit because I reminded them of their you know, they're, they're aggressors, so to speak. And so like, and for me, oh, yeah. that was my experience as to why it was hard for me to fit in being a nerd. But do you, do you feel that that was the same way? Or do you think there's something, other factors involved? No. Yeah. There's, there's a lot involved. Um, I'm from Maryland. Um, I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, which is like, I'm bougie, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but oh. It was one of the like better schools, but that just means people don't get stabbed as often. As often, like, yeah. They're still stabbed, but <laughs> but it's only every day. It's, it's not a like bougie stab. Kind of Got you. It's, right, it's, exactly. it's like oh, it's not like oh shit. It's like oh, like <laughs> oh, <laughs> stabbing. No, but <laughs> but um, where I went to school, you know, Maryland and D.C. It's like a melting pot. There's mm. like people of all races around. But that doesn't mean that black people were allowed to necessarily be nerds because I felt like I was the only black nerd around. Mm. Um, all of my close friends were Korean or Japanese. <laughs> Those are the people I hung out with. I felt kind of ostracized. And then even in my friend group, my Korean best friend is not going to understand what I'm talking about yeah, as a black person, a black like black person. issues. Um, so I just felt kind of alone in that. And you know what? I think a lot of it has to do with just like our history it, as black people in America, our full history. There's so much we have to fight for mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> you probably feel this too, like your grandparents and your great grandparents and all the elders in your family are constantly telling you, make sure you do like this. Don't act like this in front yes. of white people. Yes. Yes. In front of these yes. people. And, um, and talking about good hair and things like that, things that make <laughs> you acceptable to oh, white people. Yes. That is what we have to always have in the back of our head what's acceptable to them. Mm -hmm. And I think nerd culture just was one more thing for you to be a little bit weird 
that they're just like, don't do it. Just yeah. Do whatever it takes to be this thing for white people. Or in your case, where if you are um, around a lot of black people or in a black community, then they're trying to embrace a different culture. Yeah. And they're saying, well, you've got to be like this to survive. Whereas in a white neighborhood, they're like, you got to be like this to survive. Yeah. But none of that is be a nerd. No, not at all. Like and none of that is be yourself. That it's, white tea era, it killed me. Or be what is considered black. Like that white tea era where everybody was wearing long white t-shirts and baggy pants, like yep. that killed me. Because I was like, well, I just really like that that Spider-Man shirt over there. My mom's like, well, why would I? You're not a kid. Oh, or ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Another factor, you're too old for that. So in high yeah. school, when I wanted to wear Spider Man, my mom was like, "You're too old for that. Why you want to? Why you want to dress like that? You should be more presentable so that you can get a job one day. Nobody's gonna hire you with a Spider Man T-shirt on." And then, oh, DC Comics is hiring. Go figure. Marvel Comics is hiring for movie roles. Yeah. It's like, or and on top of that, like not just being black but being a black woman they weren't making those clothes for no, me no they weren't making any of that for even now like i'm like where can i find a graphic tee other than hot topic because that's kind of a drive for me yeah like can i go to walmart in the little boy section and find my clothes mm -hmm. like, is that where i have to find it because all they have here is like my little pony and like harley quinn they're like here's harley quinn and wonder woman and i'm like yeah but Look how many Spider-Man shirts those boys have. Like, Spider-Man's my all-time favorite hero. Can I just, like, just a little bit? Can I just have a little? And and with video games, like, nobody used to play video games with me Ugh. at all. Because, you know, guys don't want to get beat by a girl in a video game. Whoa! I mean, but I've never... No. I never knew a I never knew a girl to play a video game. Like that wasn't like it wasn't until I know this sounds so ignorant, but it wasn't until I mean like in the back of my adult mind I knew girls played video games, women played video games, but it wasn't right. until I was playing DC Universe online and it was this girl character and you know it's got to be a guy, got to be a guy. And this girl voice comes on over the character and I'm like, "Oh, <gasps> They exist. <laughs> like, you know what? I think um, online gaming really helped women come out of the shadows yeah. as gamers. And it's because, like, I, I grew up in a neighborhood that had a majority of girls, and most of them did not want to play video games with me at all. My sisters didn't really want to play video games with me at all. But the guys who were in the in the neighborhood, they would play every now and then, but they don't want to get beat by a girl, so they're not going to play with you. They're just going to be like, ah, nah, we're not going to play. I'll play with my other guy friends over here, but I'm not going to play with you. So I got so used to playing by myself that that's all I used to do. Like, mm. I didn't start gaming online until, like, last year because I'm so used to just playing, like, single player by myself. <laughs> here I go. Like, <laughs> Like, that's what I'm used to doing. So now I'm, like, concerned. Like, maybe if I play with other people, I, like, suck really bad and I thought I was good all these years. <laughs> like, like, I feel like it's going to be soul-crushing. But actually, it's like, get a group of your friends together and play online. And and I play, like, Overwatch and things like that with my friends. And, and then it's a lot of fun. But I think that's why people started noticing, oh, like, women do play video games. Mm. Oh, my God. And it's, like, almost even at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that was the biggest lie my mom 
my mom screwed me. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I, I text her every now and again and tell her like, you, you, you screwed us all. Like I'm the oldest of five, and she told all five of us, you're not gonna sit in the house and play video games all day. Nothing is good. Nothing's gonna come of you playing video games all day. You getting good at video games is not gonna do anything for your life. And God forbid, 20 years later, I grow up and people are getting what? What? Um, Ninja gets paid three hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars a month, right? Yeah. To play. Yeah to play uh Fortnite, i was like what <laughs> like you lied to me you you screwed me yeah. out of a future like i was so good at street fighter up until high school when i was forced to put the game down and study for college didn't even go to college i went to the army and you know i could have been like street fighter world Ch i could have done like lupe fiasco and cheat my way to the top you know what i'm saying like <laughs> oh yeah no 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 street fighter community feels some type of way how do you beat the greatest player in Street Fighter, the the night the new game comes out, like come on, like you can't work your way up to the ladder, like, <laughs> like you know, but you know, and that's the thing, like video games have come a long way in nerd culture because now you can get paid to do them, and you know now yeah. you got you know the the people like me and you who are told to get off the game, you know, we're like, man, I could have been world champion of Super Mario. <laughs> Like, my whole life. Yeah, a whole life. <laughs> so so to shift gears a little bit, I, I, I know you posted a recent video about Angela Bassett and her and, and the other the other women that um starred in Black Panther and the, you know yeah. and and how they influence uh black women today. So um yeah, we wanna to touch on that for a second. So um I know <clears throat> in the last so Batman was pinned in 1939. So we're going to start there. So from 1939 all the way until 2018, we both know and the Blurred community knows that representation in black culture for black superhero and villain even characters have been slim pickings, very slim pickings. Black Panther just became a legitimate household name. We had static for the long for a good run. Yeah. John Stewart, um we had Vixen uh, while the T while Justice League Unlimited was on, we had um, oh wow now I gotta think see it's getting bad now they right, <laughs> and that's it so so as far as so we'll we'll start with black woman representation in comic books how do you feel about like how do you feel about black represent black woman representation in comic books I feel like it's hardly there I feel like if you bring it up everybody immediately thinks Storm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, you kind of have to struggle to think, who who else? Like, <laughs> who else other than Storm? Um, and the video clip you're talking about is from a panel I was on called Women of Wakanda. Um, and at that panel, I brought up a story. I was talking to a friend of mine um, about representation in comic books, and we were talking about Miles Morales. And he was like, aren't you so excited that Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen were a thing. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's cheating. That's actually cheating. <laughs> right. It was like, why? Oh my gosh, they're like two of your favorite characters. And I was like, so? I don't care. <laughs> and I said, you know what? But that's a missed opportunity, you mm. know? Like how many black women are actually in the comic books right now? And not just heroes, like Miles Morales could have dated anybody. Like, it doesn't even have to be a superhero. How many heroes in comic books are dating Black women who are just women, who are like the lowest lane, you know? None, none of them. <laughs> There's no random Black lady walking on the street. There's no Black lady doing anything important. You know, we've what? got what, Amanda Waller. I will, like, 
I will give you the I will I will interrupt you here and say this, and I pray I'm not wrong. So DC Comics <laughs> did this stint called Dark Knight's Metal, where it's like some kind of dark matter came into the multiverse and with it brought like the most evil of Batman's like doppelgangers and they try and take over the multiverse. So anyway, from that story arc, they made Silencer <clears throat> and <laughs> it's kind of like a Miles Morales cheat. I'm not going to lie, but she seems to be pinned as a black woman and she's a mom. And if I'm not mistaken, her husband or her, yeah, it's like her, it's like her, her husband gets killed and she's like the single mom assassin who used to work for uh, Talia Al Ghul. And uh, in the most recent comic, she's facing off against Deathstroke. But like that is like the first, but before her, it was Vixen, Storm. That's that's probably it. Yeah, just Vixen, Storm. <laughs> but, but like it was them. <laughs> but like, I mean, the cheat is you're right. Like she's not dating a black man. He was like white or Asian or Hispanic. Like, so it was like, yeah, it was a cheat, you know? Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, I will say that DC brought, um, and I know in Marvel they have, uh, oh, what's her name? I just it was just here, um, who replaced Tony Stark, the black girl who replaced Tony Stark. Yes, Ironheart. Ironheart. Riri. Yeah, Riri, Riri. And so you have those characters, but I do feel like it's kind of a cheat, like you know, because Silencer, <laughs> she's badass, but I mean, it's like you don't see like. The last time I saw a black couple together in a comic book, it was Black Panther and Storm, but Storm betrayed Black Panther and he broke up with her. So uh, there we go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it was Static. Well, no, Static, his parents died, so I don't really count that. Um, black Lightning is actually a single dad. He was supposed to be a single dad in the comic, so I don't count that. Um, and then it was um, John Stewart and Vixen on Justice League, even though they told you outright he was going to end up with Shiera no matter what happened. And then it was, um, and then uh, Mr. Terrific, number two, he's black guy. He's his his wife and kid were black, but they killed off his wife and kid. So it like, do you feel like, yeah, let's go into that. Do you feel like the black family dynamic is either misrepresented or not represented at all in comic books? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's no black love in comic books, really. Um, there's Black Panther and Storm, and that's in the only thing anybody can even name um, realistically. And like you said, they break up. And, <laughs> and you're just like, well, all, all right. But um, <laughs> there's there's no black love in comic books, even if it's interracial. It's like short lived. Yeah. You know, like it's just like we tried it. We don't care anymore. We don't want it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I I always feel like even outside of comic books, there's like an equation that makes diversity okay. Mm -hmm. You have to have like the white guy who's the main character, mm -hmm. you have to have black friend, and then you have to have the chick friend. But you can't have any more than that. Like you have to have one POC, one girl, the girl can't be POC. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not a thing. What was that? Like that's what the equation is. And it's used over and over again. Like if you look at Avengers, like Civil War, like Cap's team right there, <laughs> like, uh -huh. Iron Man's team right there. There it is. Iron Man, War Machine, and then, like, yeah, Black Widow. And they're like, bam, this is our team. <laughs> like, that's always what it is. Captain America, he's got Scarlet Witch, and he has... Black Panther. Oh, Falcon. Yeah. Falcon. Falcon, and, yeah. And there it is. Like, boom, that's it. Love of his life, but... <laughs> 
But like that's the equation that works. And then if there's one more person added, like they added Black Panther to Iron Man's team, then it was like, let's shoot War Machine down. You know? <laughs> let's make uh, it even. <laughs> just gotta stay even. We yeah, let's have this many two black people on one team. Paralyze what? them. Get them <laughs> out of here. We don't want that. Like, um, I don't watch Walking Dead. But somebody told me that's what happened. Every black like, guy dies. Every black... Like, you can only have one black guy on Walking Dead. You can only have one. Only be one. one. Only be one. If you have more, it's too many. It's making me feel uncomfortable. I can't <laughs> deal with it. Like, it was Michonne. It was... They had... When they had two black girls on the team, it was two black girls and then, the his, and then two Hispanics. And so they killed off one Hispanic and one black girl to go back to that same ratio. It's They're like, oh, this is a lot. It's too many. Look at Justice League. Oh, like, man. <laughs> man, oh, Put man. Poster behind you. Stop. Like, First of all, Wonder Woman and <laughs> like, Cyborg. That's it, guys. Yes. Cyborg. Cyborg, World's Wonder Woman. Everyone else gotta be white. Gotta be white. <laughs> like we can't deal with it. Too many black people. No, because women. no, because in the movie, in the movie, you had like a twofold token. So in the movie, while uh, Barry Allen said he was Jewish, so you had that, you had that token Jew, you had the token yeah. black guy, and then the rich white guy that led the pack, and then, yeah, everybody else. Jason Momoa was not white, but and you know what? I applaud. No, no, no. I applaud Zack Snyder for that. Jason Momoa, yeah. like. When Jason Momoa was cast as Aquaman, that was the most sense I'd ever seen in a in a casting decision ever. I was like, "Wait, that does make sense." Even if, because by by you know what was it called by conspiracy theory, Atlantis is technically in somewhere around the Mediterranean Sea. But if we're not going by conspiracy, why wouldn't Aquaman be a Pacific Islander? That makes so much more sense well, than I mean, anything I've ever it's heard. It's okay of. because everyone else down there wasn't. So. <laughs> He was the token. But yeah, okay. Touche. All right. All right. All right. But it doesn't matter. But but I can see like okay, so his mom was the queen of Atlantis and her her job was protect the seven seas, right? So it makes perfect sense for her to wind up in the, you know, in the Pacific trying to do some aqua woman shit and then she fall in love with this big ass sexy ass Samoan or whatever. And then yeah, that makes so much more sense than it being Arthur Curry off the coast of Metropolis. Like, what the fuck? Like, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Like, because why would you need to be right there then when you have a whole ocean that you have to protect? Like, that made so much sense character-wise. But then it's like, but then, of course, like, another thing that we have to deal with, because even though, I feel like, even though it's not necessarily our realm, the, um, the LGBTQ, I'm not trying to fuck this up, but we'll just keep it at LGBTQ. That community, I feel like that is part of our community. I feel like that's part of like partly our territory as well because they group us all in the same thing. Like they had Justice League didn't have a gay character, so they had an overly masculine. No, no offense, but Wonder Woman like they had like we'll say an overly masculine woman. No offense, I'm not trying to. No offense, but you know Wonder Woman can whoop ass. I'm I'm down, but let's be real. You know she's not gonna be all prissy and foo-foo about it and then you had flamboyant barry allen and even even barry allen's dad is this good enough yeah (laughs) even in barry allen even barry allen's dad in the movie was like don't be gay like when he's like first visits his dad in the movie and in jail and he's like make something of yourself don't be gay and like and then like you know he meets batman the next scene it's like or on arrow 
Hold on. I need a moment because CW is really pissing me off lately. Um, that's a whole other video. But in Arrow, you had Oliver Queen, the white guy. You had Sparta, Spartan, John Diggle, black guy. I love his character. Felicity, um, white girl, right? White Jewish girl. So you got two, you got two, two, for, you got a two for one. You got two for one. Then you, yeah. Then you had the Hispanic guy, Mad Dog. Black Canary, the white girl, the straight white girl. Then you had, that had nothing to do with the main character. Then you had Mr. Terrific, who was not only black and wore the yeah. trademark cornrows every time he put on a suit. Like, it doesn't take eight hours to do cornrows. Okay. Right. <laughs> it bothers me in shows so much. Like, in Black Lightning, her hair keeps changing. Yeah. Like, Thunder. I'm just like, no, she didn't change her hair in 20 minutes. Like, but then, like... But then Mr. Terrific is also gay. So yeah. it's like, we need another black guy. Because when John Diggle wasn't on the team, it was, Mr. Ter- it was Mr. Terrific. So they were like, we need Michael Holt to be gay with a, was white, he was either, he was either white, Hispanic, or Middle East. He was dark, he was brown skinned. But, yeah. you know, with, you know, and it was like, you didn't have to make him the token black and, and homosexual. Like, you didn't have to hit all of those. You know what I mean? Like, you could have just... Made him another you black guy. Could have had several characters. Yeah, like you, you didn't have to do that. And you know what's funny? Like Mr. And Mr. Terrific has such an amazing. He's he's my he's he's one of my favorite DC Comics characters. He has an amazing storyline. But I feel like to accommodate to you know the social acceptable norm, they made they erased what storyline he did his great background storyline to make it so that he and then not only was he gay. Not only did his cornrows take two minutes to, to lace up from an afro this big, <laughs> but he he was a whip. So he was like he was a nerd. He was a, he was a nerd. He was yeah. black. He was gay, and he was a wimp. And honestly, like no offense to Atlanta, but we got some big ass gay dudes walking around Atlanta. They're not wimps. Like, and I'm not like you know like they just hit too many tokens in one character. You know, and I feel that's, like that's what I like to call the princess and the frog syndrome, where they just like put all the minority things in one place mm-hmm. so they can say they did it. Like yeah. they're like, well, the princess is black, but the prince is going to be Hispanic. And then we don't have to make a movie about either race <laughs> separately. <laughs> First <know>? of all, <laughs> oh man, like, just put them all in oh, there. Oh, so bad. Like, it was that mo- all bases. Man. And I'm like, no, there's still no black princes for nobody and there's still no latina pr- well they've made some now Hold on. only on tv first of all but- first of all i'm gonna have to stop you to clear up the facts princess in the fog princess in the frog was trash and people watching this are gonna get mad at me but i'm gonna tell you why i was trash and i love oprah that's you know that's my girl she, she's done a lot for the you know the, the the women in our culture but princess and the frog was trash because you're right not only did they make a movie about a hispanic prince and a black princess but technically but they the, had to be a frog the whole yeah, time right? but but technically not even that technically he wasn't a prince because he said he lost his title and his inheritance because he was a yeah. deadbeat so when she married him yeah so when she married him he wasn't a prince so she was, he was just a regular ass dude. He was he was a fuck boy. Princess and the Frog. I saw it one time and I haven't seen it since then. Me neither. I I, I liked it, but like even her dress was like when when they got married and everything is over and they wear the big dress and they're excited. 
Her dress was Cinderella's dress. Yeah. She couldn't even have her own dress. Like Y'all she, couldn't even make it a different color. I and I and I don't know, like I feel like Tyler Perry had a hand in that movie because it was the dark skinned <laughs> woman who got with the light skinned dude. And I was like, man, this sounds familiar, man. Like in that then, it's the Tyler Perry yeah. culture. And then, and, but then, but then he literally admitted in the movie he was a fuckboy and lost everything. So it's like she married a fuckboy. And then she used her money, not his, to build her restaurant, to get them a place to live. I was like, so what just happened? You went from, I don't need like, no man. I'm fine without him. Yeah, like, yeah, what was that? Like, that was the worst message ever. And I've never seen that movie since. You know? And, and you know, and we, <laughs> like, that movie was horrible. But, the thing is, like, the problem is, like, that's what I see, like, when I see, um, that's, that's what you get when you see minorities in, in uh, nerd culture nowadays. Like you were saying, Stormin', uh, Black Panther broke up, Mr. Terrific's yeah. family died, Virgil Hawkins' mom died. You know, like, you, you see a lot of, like, you don't see togetherness, you don't see, like, successful black families or representations in comic books. Now, yeah. going back to the initial point, though, when we do have, when we do, yeah, because we strayed. When we do have, straight, just a little bit. yeah, I mean, but I'm bringing it home, bringing it home. So, but when we do have representation, you know, you were talking about how empowering it was to see such a thing. And so, do you, and I'm pretty sure you agree, it's because we don't see it so, we don't see it as often. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, especially black women, like I said, with the equation. Um, you have black guy and you have white female. A lot of times it's not black female. Like it takes so much to add a black female because she got hit twice. Like she's had two <laughs> minority features. Oh no. Mm. Um, so there's not a lot of black women seen in movies and comic books in a lot of places. And whenever you do see them, it's always same actresses, same couple people over and over again. We get it. Um, and because of that, the only picture we have of a black woman is going to be like waiting to exhale. It's yeah. going to be like Cookie Lion, you know, it's going to be like this angry black woman because that's who they cast us as. Yeah. Like, this is what we're going to the auditions for. They're going to be like, this is exactly what I saw when I wrote this, a black lady. We're like, <laughs> we know, that's what you thought. Like, <laughs> And, and we get cast as these roles, the single hardworking mom who like the man left you and now you're like stuck in the hood and you're like, oh, the angry black woman who burns all your clothes and sets it all on fire. She don't need a man. It's always some black woman who's by herself because some black man done left her and she's angry about it. Like that's literally the storyline for every black woman. I need you to leave Jada Pika's so characters alone, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to leave nineties Jada Pika alone. All right. Leave her alone. Taraji, <laughs> how many movies has Taraji been in where she mad at a man and she's about to cut him? Oh, like man. how many? I and I hate it for her. I because she's such a better actor than that. Yeah. She is like Angela Bassett. Everybody, these are the roles that they get um, for black women. And so when Black Panther came out and there was all these black women who, mind you, still without a man, <laughs> Akoya had a man, but she, they clearly <laughs> yeah. were on two different sides of some stuff. But um, clearly everybody's still without a man but a different tone, you know? Like, yeah. it wasn't angry black woman anymore. 
it was like a silent strength that they all had Mm -hmm. and they all were able to express their emotions in different ways and none of which were a scary angry black woman who's in your face with a finger you know like none of them were that but all of them were different like sherry was playful she like gives t'challa a finger she's like doing all this stuff but she's still a fighter nakia was passionate and she had specific views and specific beliefs um but she was never in your face with it yeah super strong like just strength all around and she still felt like somebody you could still talk to and come to um with your own opposing beliefs even though that would normally be scary if you're bringing it to Raji P. Henson (laughs) that would be scary you don't know what Cookie Lion's about to do if you say you don't agree with her but like Okoye was like the scariest warrior there is oh yeah but I still felt like she would sit and have a conversation with you and Angela Bassett queen mother Mm. like like she hardly spoke and she just her presence yeah she was just like she was queen mother in all that that means you know (laughs) yeah i love that it's like like and it was like all those women were made for those roles you know and shout out to okoye for being the only black person to survive uh thanos (laughs) spoiler (laughs) uh, about diversity in that movie too. <laughs> but no like, let's keep the paralyzed <laughs> but do you but do you feel like do you feel like with black panther coming out like uh black women that cosplay that are nerds do you do you guys feel like a sense of importance and a sense of you know yeah. a bigger greater sense of self you know a sense of empowerment from what you saw in black panther yes very much so um when i cosplay when I first started cosplaying, I was very afraid to cosplay anyone who did not look like me. Mm. And there are not a lot of characters who look like me because first off, like we said, most of them are going to be white anyway. Yep. Most of the women are going to be white. And then out of the black females, not a lot of them are going to be light skinned. Mm. And I also didn't want to really take that from the black characters. Like I felt like, um, like Storm, my husband was like, you should cosplay Storm. And literally everyone, you should cosplay Storm. Cause that's the first thing they say to the black people, you know? Yeah, Storm, yeah, Storm. <laughs> but I didn't want Storm to be my first costume. And I was really afraid to cosplay Storm because to me, I grew up on the nineties Storm and she was such a like strong, powerful, awesome woman. And I didn't want to take away from that. Um, like eventually I did cosplay Storm and people will say like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite Storm. And I'm like, I don't want to be your favorite Storm. Like, yeah. <laughs> please don't do that. Like there's only like five dark skinned characters ever. <laughs> please find somebody else to be your favorite Storm. It's not me. <laughs> like, so it was very difficult for me to find characters. I didn't want to be, you know, Carol Danvers, blonde hair, blue eyes and like typical white lady yeah be like i'm her like (laughs) and when you cosplay people often come up to you and they'll say like oh you're the black whatever the character is like oh you're the black like superman and no i'm just superman yeah thanks yeah like like nobody comes up to you and says oh you're the fat superman Oh no! Nobody's saying that to you. It's rude. So mm-hmm. why don't you know it's rude to just randomly yeah. point out my skin color? Like, mm. why are you doing this? 
But um, so so it makes it really difficult. But with movies like Black Panther that came out and Thor Ragnarok with Valkyrie, yeah, um, it's really like opening doors for people. I felt like like I've already cosplayed Shuri and Black Panther mm-hmm. and Killmonger, <laughs> and even though two out of three of those are male characters, it still felt like super empowering. Because when I cosplayed Killmonger, I had braided my hair up and I like threw it in that little side ponytail yeah. thing he's got going on. I just felt awesome, like in my own skin, you know? Like I felt like, yes, I'm Eric right now, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really embraced it and I felt like I could be myself. Um, and not only that, but it's not just black characters. It's also black characters who have their natural hair yeah. or like Okoye has no hair, but yeah. like Nakia had these natural styles like the whole movie and Shuri with the braids and Queen Mother with the dreads. Like you have so many different options for yourself. That's our actual hairstyles. I don't have to go buy a wig or like blow out my hair just to look like these characters. I can actually just do my own hair how I want to. And I feel like Black Panther opened the door in that we don't even have to be the exact character. Mm. We could just wear our hair how our hair is. Like it felt like, oh, my hair is acceptable however I wear it. Yeah, definitely. And I'm that character. <clears throat> so like braiding my hair instead of having like dreads or whatever else for Killmonger still felt right just because it's a natural hairstyle. I mean, even though it took you only 20 minutes to braid it every time. Like I in the know, TV shows. I know. All this hair, it took me two. <laughs> like. Oh man. <laughs> so so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it with uh we're gonna end this interview with the um with this question. It's been a, a, a really hot topic uh among my viewing listening audience. Um and it's garnering a uh, setting fires ablaze in the forest that is the nerd kingdom. <laughs> but um <clears throat> so lewd cosplay. Um uh, <laughs> uh Kitty Kaboom, she went on like a, a good a good rant about it. Um and I don't say rant like to discredit what she said, but she went on a she right. went on a she went on a rant about how she feels like um basically lewd cosplay is the equivalent of mumble rap and hip hop, and you know, and I, I and I've I've heard that from a lot of people lately, um, that they feel like you know when you when you you know you throw something together, uh, and you say oh well you know, like when you have like the 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 denim shorts and the red suspenders with nothing on uh, you know with nothing on underneath, and then you have the orange hair and you call yourself sexy misty, you know that that's cosplay, and the thing is. Um, First of all, that's weird because Misty's like ten, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that's yeah, it's kind of weird. But you know, but and I was talking to uh, I was talking to artist Catherine uh, McCadden about it, and I was I was telling her um, off air we were talking about it, and I was telling her like there are levels to it. Like you could make it an art without having with with the, you can make it you can make it a lewd, and you can sell the Patreon stuff and all this other stuff and still make it an art now do you before i get into that do you feel like lewd cosplay is cosplay and remember 
those girls you were talking about an hour a, a little while ago are probably gonna come for you when I post this. But <laughs> I gotta tell you, those girls have changed their views on this several times already. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Somebody said something that I agree with for the most part, which is that when you are dressed in just like a bra and panty mm. and a wig. And you're like, I'm sexy. Like you said, I'm sexy, Misty. That's a pinup version of the character mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily a cosplay of the character. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a difference. It's still the character. We get that. Uh, we get the essence of the character. It's just a pinup version versus an actual cosplay. Like, for instance, you were saying you have the bombshells behind you. Those yeah. are the bombshell versions of the character. But it's not necessarily, you know, like the costumes that you know and love, you know. Um, so I kind of agree with that, that I wouldn't necessarily call it cosplay um, and that I would more so call it pinup. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I do like a bathing suit version of a character or something like that, it doesn't feel like I'm being the character. It doesn't feel like I'm cosplaying them. It feels like. I'm doing pinup or I'm doing a swimsuit, you know? Cosplay in the title specifically, you know, says costume. So that's what I necessarily think. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to say that there is no cosplay police, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, you're right, you're right. That's my opinion. And there's so many people who feel like their opinion is just fact. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the controversy comes in because people just start attacking each other. I'm. I'm all for leads. Me personally, I don't do them, <laughs> but I'm all for staring at other people's leads. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's I, a creeper, guys. Just like, yeah. yay, good for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you do that thing. I'm not brave enough. Good, good job. Like my mom would come smack me in the face, but good for you. You do what you love. So do you feel like, okay, so the bombshells behind me, I got Katana, Batgirl, Zatanna, and Poison Ivy. So that was that was a reflection of what was considered, I don't want to say lewd, but I guess that's the word for it, right? Of that time. Like that was, that was, uh, yeah. The, yeah, that was like the lewd of that time. Do you feel like, do you feel, because I know, I know, um, um, Ivy Doom Kitty has done bombshell Zatanna. I've seen that yeah. a couple of times. I've seen Batgirl a couple of times. I've seen Poison Ivy, but Poison Ivy doesn't really... I don't count Poison Ivy yeah. as bombshell because she's always in something yeah. like that, and that's always comic book. Yeah, costume. yeah. so I can't really like, eh, but, you know... I've seen, like, the Harley a lot, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, would you say... So, would you say that then lewds are, like, the artistic representation of sexuality of this time? Because... You know, yeah, you could do bombshell, but that was then. That was the fifties. That was yeah. the forties and fifties. Would you say that lewds, the way people do lewds now, are like the you know the new sexualized sexualized representation? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think there are some women who feel empowered mm -hmm. when they are able to show their body and feel comfortable with their body, whereas other women feel empowered through modesty and there's like a whole bunch in between there mm -hmm. um and i think without the women who are showing off their body 
Like, I feel like we grow from that. Like, yeah. people like Marilyn Monroe, she was wearing a one-piece bathing suit. <laughs> like, and people are like, scandalous. You yeah, know? true. Like, yeah, yeah. But if it wasn't for people like her, we wouldn't all be wearing bikinis like the norm these days, you know? Like, this is how we grow, and this is how women uh, are able to do more things and be themselves. Um, and I, I think you had mentioned earlier that that it's mostly guys complaining about these lewds. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that doesn't really surprise me. You know, like it's always uh, kind of guys trying to control some aspect of something. It's it's too sexy. Now it's not sexy enough. Now mm. it's this. Like realistically, guys rule the world. Um, and in 2018, we're trying to we're trying to take it back. You know? Yeah, we're trying definitely. to not take it back because we kind of never had it. But <laughs> but we're trying to get a little piece. You know, we're trying to get what's ours. And um, I think that there's too many restraints on what women should be, mm-hmm. uh, especially in something that's like modeling or body image. It's like you're a mom, you can't do this. You're not a mom. So you shouldn't be so modest. You should be showing some skin, but not too much skin because then you won't get a boyfriend. Yeah. But your boyfriend also wants you to put out. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like, like it's too many things based on uh, what men want. And I think right now women are finally realizing, like, what do I want? Yeah. What do I want out of life? What do I want to show? I don't really care about this stuff anymore. And, and I think it's making guys a little angry. I think they're getting a little... A little, you know, like, they're just trying to find something to be mad at. Like, well, now I'm mad that you're showing too much skin. How dare you? I want to see Wonder Woman in all her clothes. But I also want to see her naked, so I don't know. (laughs) So, so my question is... My question, so I, so my 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 final question will be: Do you feel like? Well, my second my second to last question will be: So, <clears throat> cosplay being an art, we all agree with that. Do you feel like lewds are an art? And before you answer that, the second part of that question being, um, to going back to what I said about talking to Catherine Mc, McCadden, me and her were talking about how, um, because she was she's against lewds, but me and her were talking about how you could possibly make lewd art form so uh, i was describing her to her scene where like when um tim drake died in detective comics recently before he was brought back to life you could have like uh, a nightwing cosplayer on a rooftop in gotham city and starfire coming to try and console him over his grieving and then like that turned into that turned into a you know a, a lewd scene through like different shots of you know you know transitioning emotions you know, from a grieving Nightwing to, you know, a Nightwing who's embracing Starfire's love and intimacy, you know, to help cope with his grieving. You know, and I, you know, uh, do you feel like, do you feel like it lose should go maybe more that way? Or do you feel like, you know, they're fine artistically, artistically speaking, they're fine where they're at? Um, I actually have seen some shoots that were done that way and I love them because I feel like they tell a story Yeah, and that's really awesome. Um, that feels more like cosplay to me because it's telling a story about the characters and it just ends up like that. Um, but I feel like lewds can be artistic, but some of them are just porn. Like... 
there is a, a fine line. Um, I studied a lot of modeling just because that's what I really wanted to do when I grew up. I really, my goal was like, I really want to be a Victoria's Secret model. That's it. I'm short for, for that. <laughs> I'm pretty short for that. Um, Are you? Cause but, you look tall. <laughs> I'm five seven, almost like this much smaller than five seven. So I'm kind of tall for a chick. But not for a model chick mm. <laughs> who's doing Victoria's Secret runway or anything. But I've also uh, studied photography for a long time. Mm. Um, so there is a difference between classy and then taking it to that next step. So like a Victoria's Secret type situation is still considered lewd. Yeah. Um, and even like a little bit beyond that is still considered lewd. But then there's that fine line and once you cross it you're going into like the porn realm you know yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and that's where you kind of lose me personally <laughs> but but i mean every, to each his own but um but i think that can be artistic i think that r realistically nudes can be artistic also um if they're done a certain way yeah you know they uh if you look at celebrities like j-lo who have done nude photo shoots, but you don't necessarily see anything, and it still looks like, like nobody's ever like J Lo's such a slut, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> my best friend had said to me, like, I send my best friend pictures all the time. And I'm like, is this too much for Instagram? <laughs> and she goes, Would Beyonce do it? Like, that's what. <laughs> That's what our level is. Yeah. You know, Beyonce is ideal right now. She is Queen B. She is what I am looking at as a black woman. Like, can I be you? You're also a mom and you're also doing all this stuff. Great. I see you've worn this. I'll also do that. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it has to do with how you're posing and how you're doing certain stuff. It's such a thin line. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, um, like you could be nude, you could be wearing literally anything that's considered like lingerie or even like BDSM or something like that. But it's gonna be narrowed down to how you're posing yeah. to consider if it is classically done or artistic versus just like completely lewd, you know? <laughs> and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of, all about anything that makes people feel empowered. As long as you're not like hurting somebody or like attacking somebody somehow, like mentally, physically, whatever, emotionally, then I say you should just like do you. <laughs> whatever makes you a happy person. But, um, but I definitely think it can be done. I think it can be super artistic. It's just up to the photographer and up, like I said, it's, down to that pose like yeah. if your legs are wide open it's probably not going to be it <laughs> so where can we find where can we find you what can we what can we find you doing next where are you going to be at charlotte rocket okay so i think my next con is momo con i don't think i have another con coming up mm -hmm. um i do have some panels coming up talking about infinity wars yay oh we're doing so a live guys... one tonight on facebook about that that's going to be lit yes <laughs> i'm so excited because i've been holding all the spoilers in uh Except for earlier when we said some. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super excited. Um, if you guys are in Raleigh, that will be on the 11th. You can mm. find it on my Facebook page. Um, and you can find me 
Charlie Rocket cosplay on basically any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Vero, um, Twitter, Tumblr, maybe? I don't, I don't know if I still use that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on my YouTube channel, Charlie Rocket 8. Okay. All right. Bet, bet. So we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you coming through on the show and uh we hope to have you again and this is your boy jonathan d'angelo aka johnny d and charlie rocket and we are signing off all right thank you i appreciate that that was fun before you before you go i'm gonna have you say a bit for me if you don't mind where is it sure stop doing stuff okay there we go (laughs) okay so hold on i gotta stop all